Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Before the show, here is a shout out to our new sponsor, Ferro Wine. Ferro Wine has been the largest wine shop in Italy since 1920. They have generously supplied us with our new t-shirt. Would you like one? Just donate 50 euros and it's all yours. Plus, we'll throw in our new book, Jumbo Shrimp Guide to International Grape Varieties in Italy. For more info, go to italianwinepodcast.com and click donate. Or check out Italian Wine Podcast on Instagram. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast with me, Monty Walden. My guest today is Elisa Dilavanzo from the Maeli Winery in the Colli Ugani in the Veneto region of Italy, correct? Correct, Monty. Hi, everybody. Tell us um, who you are and why did you um, create your own winery? Okay, so um, me, I'm an owner of this uh, beautiful boutique winery, which is uh, Maeli, and which is located in the earth of Ugenian Hills, uh, an ancient volcanic territory, one hour drive from Venice. Uh, we own uh, 24 hectares of vineyards in two different sites. One is named Le Terre Bianche del Pirio, the Pirio White Lands, in the northern part of Ugandan Hills, where we grow yellow muscat. And the other, the other site is in Baone, near the winery, where we grow Merlot, Cabernet Sauvignon, and Carmenere as well. What do the volcanic soils give to the wines? Uh, volcanic soil is really important in terms of uh, minerality. And uh, I can tell you that we are very lucky in the Ugandan Hills. The Ugandan Hills uh, take uh, the form of a crest of 80 uh, volcanic hills generated by two cycles of uh, volcanic phenomena that took place about 30 million years ago when uh, the region was the bottom of a warm, shallow sea. The lavas erupted from the volcanoes uh, were very dense uh, and quickly cold, uh, thanks to the water that covered the volcanoes, uh, acquiring the typical cone shape. And uh, these volcanic phenomena raised and split the seabed, made up of uh, limestone and marla deposits. The great wealth of soil of Uganda Hills evolved from the disintegration of the various effusive and sedimentary rock. So the wines coming from uh, this uh, soil is, uh, as I mentioned before, rich in minerality. There is a feeling of uh, salinity, sometimes very high. There is a kind of bitterness that you can recognize, especially in the end, the final is that there is a kind of bitterness. But for sure, you can recognize also the volcanic wine on the nose because there is a flint. The perfumes are, yeah, are really linked to the air. Is it almost um, the aroma also a little bit smoky or not? It is, for sure, it is. What about how easy is the viticulture for the, for the different vineyards? Um, volcanic? soils can be quite fertile. Do you have issues with overproductivity or overvigor, excess vigor? The richness of Ugandan is territory is not just in the soil, but uh, 
We have uh, also a different, uh, particular climate, which is very different from one side to another one of the hills. And um, we have a lot, uh, we have plenty of uh, woods. Uh, and you know, the, the, the woods uh, are very important for um, three uh, regions. For example, uh, the first one, they, they, they can make a kind of uh, a climate regulation and uh, they, they can protect uh, uh, from uh, erosion and, and landslides. And uh, they can allow the presence of very good insects. They are uh, useful uh, to maintain the biodiversity in, uh, in the vineyard. And then, you know, the Ugandan hills are near the Adriatic Sea. And also the presence of the sea is very important because it mitigates uh, the temperature. Then we have also the rainfall, which uh, guarantees a su sufficient supply of water. And also the atmospheric humidity is uh, on average high. Those uh, uh, elements, uh, those factors, all those factors allow the development of uh, uh, sustainable viticulture uh, with uh, an excellent balance uh, within the, the vineyards. That's why we turn to biological viticulture. And it makes sense in Dugan Hills because we are inside a regional park. So it means that flora, the vegetation and the fauna are protected. And, uh, and for sure, this is important also for the vineyards. So when, when was your first vintage with full organic certification? It will be 2020. <laughs> yes, we, we got the certification just 15 days ago. Yeah, so I'm very, very happy about this. But uh, we turned to biological viticulture in 2017. To say the truth, there is not a big difference between now and before 2017 because um, the, our approach to the viticulture has always been the same, very respectful for nature, for the environment. And that's why in the vineyards we have for sure an agronomist, but also the team is, uh, is made of agronomists on one hand, and then we have an entomologist, she's a girl studying uh, insects, and a botanic, uh, who is a guy studying uh, herbs, uh, plants, and they work together to keep the, the balance in the vineyards, to preserve the biodiversity of the vineyard and the vitality of the soil as well. So between the between the rows, are you letting native vegetation grow and then you, you roll it or you mow it or are you sowing uh, Sauveshi cover crops? Also, which is important is uh, to maintain the, how to say, the herbs. Organic matter. Of course, because, uh, you know, the Ugandan is, is, um, is like the... Sometimes it's uh, similar to Sicily about the climate. It's very, very hot. And we have uh, two big problems in Ugandanese, the droneness and, uh, um, and, and we don't have any water. And the water that we have at the underground is very hot because we have uh, the therms, uh, the terme, hot spring underground, and we cannot use that kind of water. So it's very important, herbs, because... Um, you can keep maintain the hydration of the soil. That's why we don't use to cut the herbs between the, the vines. Oh, so basically, what by leaving the native vegetation, it's a way of 
of, of helping the vines not get too vigorous. Yes. There's competition. So tell us about the wines you make. Okay, the production is uh, actually very focused on a yellow muscat grape. From this vine, we used to make five different versions of yellow muscat. So we produce a kind of a sweet wine, sparkling sweet wine, rainsy wine, the pastito. We have a steel and dry white wine, and then we have the ancestral method, which is a, a kind of a pet nut, uh, a wine uh, which uh, refers uh, in, uh, in the battle thanks to the indigenous East. And then we have a classic method, the Brut Nature, which is <laughs> really particular. I can, I think that, which is, um, it is the, the only one in the world. Uh, I'm not talking about white muscat because uh, I, I see that in Piedmont, they, they make a kind of Brut but uh, this is a yellow muscat, this is from volcanic soil, this is a brut natu- nature, so very, very particular. So the, you're talking about the muscat à petit, à petit grain? It's not muscat à petit grain, because that one is uh, white muscat. Yellow muscat uh, is a um, particular uh, moscato. A moscato giallo? Yes, moscato giallo, of course. And... Um, I think uh, um, the, the challenge of Maeli is just to celebrate, uh, to um, express uh, the potential of this grape, uh, which is uh, so different from uh, any kind of Moscato, gen- generic Moscato in the world. Because in the Ugandan East, we have uh, such a particular territory in terms of soil and climate and biodiversity. And so the, the wines coming from here, and so also the yellow muscat, can, uh, they, they can refine in the time. They, can, uh, they are elegant and also they have a lot of longevity, which is not so common speaking about yellow muscat. So what about um, matching food with the various uh, whites that you make? Any tips? We push a lot. <laughs> so w- what is an unusual matching and pairing uh, with uh, the yellow muscat in uh, the sparkling sweet version? Just to tell you an example, Fior d'Arancio, which is the sparkling sweet wine, is not just an, uh, a dessert wine, but it can be an aperitive wine. That's why we used to match the, the sparkling sweet wine to different kinds of food, such as uh, goat cheese and the salumi like lardo or mortadella. But it's amazing with uh, Asian food. That's why the Fior d'Arancio is very successful in China, for example. The yellow muscat in the steel and dry version is uh, perfect uh, with vegetable in general, uh, for example, asparagus, and is very linked to the seasonal cuisine. goes well with um, stock of fish, is perfect with uh, white meats, and the ancestral, I mean uh, the, the pet nut, is very beautiful, is uh, with uh, the with, uh, gourmet. Gourmet pizza uh, is uh, perfect uh, uh, when you are uh, uh, with your friend. Is the wine of the conviviality because uh, is that kind of wine can, that can meet also people who doesn't like too much the wine. You know, there are people who prefer beers and this kind of wine because they, it has uh, the east inside. Uh, Sometimes remind to some uh, to uh, be artisanal beer. 
So it's very easy to drink. Uh, what about what about two questions about the Petillon Natural, the Pet Nat? Is um, how cloudy is it, and what is a good food match for it? Yeah, it's cloudy because of uh, the presence of the yeasts, and uh, in my opinion, is a very easy to drink. And my favorite pairing is um, is with uh, pizza gourmet, which is not that with any pizza, but uh, the the pizza that made with a very high quality um, corn and buffala and uh, other ingredients uh, pent uh, on which kind of pizza and um, salumi for sure it's uh, it's okay i think that uh, it is very very easy to drink with your friends uh, no matter at all. <laughs> did you, when you were small, did you have a sweet tooth? We say, did you like um, sweets or chocolate or things like that? When you, now that you're making some wines that are have got some sweetness. Yes. Um, we always think with Muscat, it's going to be a sweet wine. For sure, it's a, it's also a sweet wine. That's why you can, for sure, match to uh, kind of biscuits or uh, or cheese or. Um, some cakes but uh, in my opinion it's more interesting uh, if you it's more interesting match to uh, salty salty food uh, for sure if i have chocolate i i will pair with uh, i will match pasito the rancy wine which is sweet for sure but with a very high level of acidity and that's why we love it uh, so much because uh, it's not too much sweet uh, like the sparkling sweet. Um, I think there, there are very interesting balance between the uh, sweetness and the acid uh, and the, uh, the acidity and the minerality as well. Uh, final question, just a little bit more about markets for your wine outside of Italy. Okay, um, the first market for us is uh, USA because it's very big, it's very wide. And then we have also Canada. Uh, China is growing faster as a, as a market. Then we have, uh, we export in Mexico, in Guatemala, in the north of Europe. I mean, uh, France is a big fan of uh, yellow muscat. Uh, they go crazy for the um, sparkling sweet. And they used to match that kind of uh, wine to the soup d'oignons. So it's very, Amazing. And then uh, Germany and then uh, Romania and Croatia. Yeah, those countries. Okay. All right, Elisa, listen, really nice to talk to you. I hope to come and see you in the Koli at some stage and have a look at your vibe um, on those volcanic soils. Take care. Yes, I hope to see you soon in Uganda and Nice. Always welcome. Thank you, Monty. Thank you. Thanks, Elisa. Ciao. Ciao. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.